0: Welcome to the Move the Stairs podcast by the Denver-based public relations strategist
1: at MNC Communications. We help clients from the CBD industry to nonprofits and beyond tackle their toughest communications challenges. And protect their brand using our state-of-the-art tools and strategies.
0: I'm president and founder, Diane Mulligan. For us, public relations is all about brand protection. We are experts in growing active communities deflecting negative public relations, and building trust to help our clients stand head and shoulders above competitors. I'm Vice President Sarah Beatty. We're all former journalists. We've been in front of the camera and behind the scenes. We call our experience Insider Media Relations, helping clients turn crisis communications
1: and media relations challenges into opportunities that bolster the bottom line. And I'm PR manager, Jordan Sherman. At MNC, we craft distinctive and effective solutions for your communications challenges. We call it our Move the Stairs philosophy. On this podcast, we share our best ideas for brand protection, crisis communications, media relations, and more. Let's get right to it. This week's Move the Stairs podcast.
0: Today we're talking about brand protection. Um, seriously, if you think insurance is important, protecting your brand on social and through traditional media—man, it is so important because you work so hard for it. Jordan, talk yeah. a little bit about what we're going to be telling them today.
1: Yeah, so we've got this uh, pared down for you here over the next hour. So for the first fifteen minutes, we're going to break this uh, into a mini conversation. We're going to be talking about what challenges and crises you may be facing that are right around the corner and you may not even see them. That's, our, that's where we come in. Um, so at 15 after, we're gonna be talking about what specific incidents or situations that you should really take the time to have a response plan for. And again, some of these are gonna be things that you, you didn't even think about and when it hits you, you're gonna say, wow. At half past and I out, wanna say,
0: can I say real quick, this yeah, response please. plan is about two pages so we are not talking that you have to take hours and hours and hours to think about this we're going to help walk you through it a bit so that you can think about what's appropriate for you
1: so after that we're going to switch over and how to include your entire team into the plan and it's going to be our responsibility to work with you so that you have the best possible team ready to respond to any particular crisis or scenario that we score is um possible or probable within your realm of possibility and then to round out our chat um we're going to take some of your questions and you know talk about you know some of the things that maybe concern you as a business owner
0: yeah i think this is a great thing so if you're joining us on facebook please jump into the conversation with your questions or your ideas just put comments on the post we'll be we're monitoring as we go through here um, and I really want you to understand that it's absolutely true. This is going to help you build your team um, and give you some peace of mind. So while talking about these things, I know for me it makes it you out a bit. But man, what a feeling of relief when you think I know what I'm going to be able to do. So at the end of all this, we're going to have a downloadable tip sheet. Um, and so as we do with every episode. You can either download it for probably about an hour after the Facebook Live, or if you're watching us later, just go ahead and shoot us an email. We'll put our information up at the end. So um, here we go. And Jordan, you want to talk a little bit about brainstorming?
1: Yeah, no kidding. So I I think it's really important, you know, when you're looking at uh, brand protection, you have to be thinking about all the possible things that can go wrong. And I will say this, there is a huge difference between paranoia and preparedness. Wouldn't you agree?
0: Absolutely, absolutely.
1: There's no such thing. I mean, of course, if you're, if you're planning on aliens invading, I mean, maybe that's a little, <laughs> a little over the top, but some of these things that may seem outlandish and far-fetched that could potentially threaten your business or your brand are actually the things you should be thinking about. And as we work through kind of the brainstorming session, and we eventually come up with a plan or um, a score sheet, uh, we're going to highlight those things that may seem far-fetched but actually could be at the top of the list to threaten your business or brand.
0: It's really all about trust. Um, Mm -hmm. So we have a thing called the trust bucket. Uh, Let me give you an example. Um, For those of you that were around during the Cantaloupe Listeria crisis, Rocky Ford Growers Association had been providing the sweetest, most wonderful cantaloupe for 125 years. They'd never really talked about it that much. Supermarkets talked about it, but the processes, the safety, how much pride they took in preparing that cantaloupe, that was never part of the story. They're farmers, you know, they get up in the morning, they go out, they farm their fields, they send the food, it's gone. Unfortunately, when this Listeria outbreak happened, more than 30 people died, more than 100 people were sick in dozens of states. And because there was no preparation out there, there was no filling of the trust bucket of who we are, people knew nothing about these farmers. And the farmers really had never thought about dealing with media. I mean, why would they? What we had to do is we were brought in by the state to go down and work with them, to get them prepared for media and to tell their story about how seriously they take safety. Now, let me go back to something because I buried the lead, Um, (laughs) (laughs) which is sometimes I do. The Listeria outbreak had nothing to do with them. The farm where the cantaloupe came from had taken the Rocky Ford name and put it on their cantaloupe, but they were 90 miles from Rocky Ford. So the impact in the beginning was on the brand of Rocky Ford. That's why it's so important for you to protect your brand, to think about who else, maybe even inadvertently. This, I don't believe that this was ever something that was thought about. There was nothing malicious in this. But Rocky Ford had this great reputation, so the farm 90 miles away used the name. But when something went wrong, who did it impact? It impacted these farmers so badly that at one point the local grocery stores In November, and their 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 season is in July. So next July, we're not taking your Kenlo. And this is the main economic factor for this little town of Rocky Ford, it's a tiny little town in southeastern Colorado. It had this umbrella effect that the state of Colorado started taking the name of Colorado off of onions, off of anything other produce that they were putting out there, because This negative umbrella was kind of, I mean, really all the negativity was seeping into all of Colorado produce and having a very significant impact on what was being sold because people were worried about safety. Sound familiar where we are in COVID Mm. right now? So it's really important for you to think about what could happen, how you're protecting your brand. And I want you, when you're brainstorming, to be absurd. Um, and, And this should be with everybody who's in your company Um, It can either be your leadership team or some of your companies are very small. I mean, MNC, um, we have three main people, but all three people would be involved in this Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: encourage people to think completely out of the box, to list as many potential issues or crises. It doesn't even have to raise to a crisis level for us to score it appropriately. Um, There's really no such thing as an exhaustive list, but take at least an hour and just really push your mind, what could go wrong? This is the most uncomfortable part of this process, right? Um, And then um, once we go through the whole process, you're gonna do this like once every six months because as we know in the world we live in, things change like crazy. Um, Jordan, what kind of things would you suggest that people think about? Um, Just the things that across the board, everybody should be thinking about from a, a brainstorming session, about issues or crises that could impact them.
1: I think you just, you have to be focused on not only what could happen internally, but what external factors are out there that could be impacting your business. I mean, if you wanna take a step back just a moment, if you're watching this on live or replay, think of that anecdote from these Rocky Ford farmers. This came out of left field for them. Absolutely. 90 miles away. I mean, that's a huge external factor borrowing the name rocky ford cantaloupe and then you have this uh horrible listeria outbreak and they're facing the brunt of it that's terrible and they
0: you know imagine they woke up in the morning mm -hmm. so first off one of the things that they should have brainstormed is anybody can use our name there was no trademark at that exactly right so that's one of the things but they wake up in the morning and these farmers their heart and soul is poured into the soil every day i mean this is what they do. This is what their fathers have done and their mothers have done. This is what their grandparents have done and their great grandparents. We're talking six generations down there. Some of them didn't even plant the next year because they were so horrified at what had happened. So those, ex- those external factors really, really matter. So what are some external factors we need to think of right now? Um, I think... I-
1: I mean, we'll start with the, uh, you know, the, the elephant in the room, COVID. Absolutely. And, you know, you look at the headlines you know, as we continue to reopen the country, um, Florida closing back up, Texas now closing back up. These are big problems. And it's just not, it's not ever going to be a situation unless we get a vaccine that is going to um, be solidified. It's always going to be fluid. And exactly,
0: exactly, you need so you have to worry, to be about,
1: thinking about, it. worry
0: about the COVID and mm-hmm. what's it going to mean for your company once. Yes. The, the next one I would worry about is what's the long-term economic impact going to be? I mean, the, the prognosticators are all over. We're gonna have a V-shaped recovery. We're gonna have a U-shaped recovery. Oh man, we're headed for a depression. I mean, it is all over the place. So you have to list all those, give them your best probability factor.
1: Right. What's going to happen? You
0: know, it, what, exactly. Is it a 50%? Do you think it's 25? And yes, you're guessing, but you're preparing while you're guessing. And this right. is the most important part is that you're going through and you're thinking, OK, so um, let's say one of your things is an active shooter. And forbid, right? A shooter comes into your store, a shooter comes onto your farm, um, wherever there's an active shooter situation. Okay, is the economy going to impact the likelihood of that happening one way or the other? Well, one thing I would think of is that if the economy goes in the tank, we're gonna have a lot more violence. We know that, research shows us that. So that would that would raise that up a little bit for me. Um, is COVID going to impact that? I would say probably that's a fairly low probability that that would happen. So that's something, And then I want you to think about another one of these external factors. Um, We know that people are having a hard time hiring right now, especially if you're hiring at the lower end because Mm -hmm. unemployment pays more than um, what, what they would get if they come back to work or equal to. And so a lot of people aren't going back to work. How is that going to impact you going forward? And is that going to impact whatever that scenario is that you're thinking about? So, um, Jordan, talk a little bit about social media. And I mean, what's the big worry on social media?
1: I think on social media right now, because, you know, we have First Amendment speech, you can kind of say what you want to say. So your name could, you know, potentially be slandered, dragged through the mud, whether it's justified or not, assuming if you're watching us, it's not justified. And you're trying to protect against that. But um, a lot of times you're going to see it's your word versus theirs. And, you Absolutely. know, alluding back to the trust bucket, if you don't have something already built where somebody's going to say, whoa, 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 wait a minute. That, that doesn't sound at all like this brand. Right. Something here is really weird. If right. you don't have that equity built in your brand's name, um, you could really see this kind of snowballing pretty quickly out of control.
0: Absolutely. Or what if you get hacked? I don't even know if it's a what if anymore.
1: Yeah. What are you going to it, do about It's when more of a when. Yeah.
0: When are yes, when you get hacked in the near future, what are you going to do about that? So is is getting hacked something should be, you know, right at the top of the list. Possibly. Possibly. Um, because we're what we're gonna talk about now is how you score to figure that out. So you've gone through now and you started thinking about what could are there supply chain issues. Um, certainly we saw that at the beginning of COVID. That was a huge issue. Are there pricing issues? Are the prices going to go up and down? I did this, um, we did this program with an oil and gas company. And what was interesting is that at the time, the prices were really solid. But when we did the scoring tool, which we're going to talk about next, it, it rose up to one of the top three issues. Um, and don't you know what happened within the next three months, but they had thought through it. And that's really, really important. So that's why we're going to go through. And, and we want to do this exhaustive list. And then we want to start talking about um, how we're going to take the brand protection tool, which we've designed, and how to score the topics you've brainstormed. And so you can come up with one to three. Um, and if you want to do five, you can. But one to three situations where you've thought through it. Now, let me tell you why this is important. Um, My nickname is Disaster Diane, as Drew knows.
1: (laughs) I was waiting for that to come up.
0: (laughs) Um, And the reason I'm Disaster Diane is because I think of disasters. Um, I can tell you with COVID and our clients, I have driven them crazy with things that could go wrong. And how are we going to think through it? Because I believe in my heart and soul, once you think through it and you have a plan, even just an outline plan, you're already so far ahead of the game because so few businesses do this. Mm-hmm. Um, I was news director during Columbine. I when I, when I was at NBC in New York, I covered everything from the death of Princess Diana to huge plane crashes like TWA 800, which was off the the coast of um, off the the coast of Long Island, New York. Three days later, we had the Olympic Park bombing. If it happened, it happened while I was on my shift at NBC. That's where I got the name Disaster Diane. Um, Unfortunately, I was in New York during 9-11 and actually um, working for a nonprofit by that point, but not that I wasn't that long out of news. So I was doing phoners with local stations as I was on a ferry. And my family was the only family with a child on the ferry. We were the only people with luggage on the ferry because of the way I think because of being in news and having the experience. You don't have that. I get that. That's why we put this program together, because if you have that, it can make such a difference. So many of you know the story of the bear. After going through all these things and and, and navigating through them fairly successfully and navigating for my clients fairly successfully over the years. I was speaking two years ago uh, at a hotel in uh, Colorado Springs Cheyenne Mountain Resort. The hotel is built on the side of a mountain. And each set of rooms, the buildings with the rooms in them, the hotel rooms, you walk outside, then you go to the next building. And it turned out that my building was at the very end next to the golf course. (laughs) I was done with my speech at 1030. I came over, I was walking, came around a corner, and came face to face with a 500-pound bear. Now, I don't camp. I have never been in the wild with the bear at that point. I had no idea, I had never thought through that scenario. Many of you may have, because maybe, many of you do things outdoors. That's not me. I didn't know what to do. And as I'm thinking, do I get big, do I get small, do I yell at him, oh my gosh, I don't wanna make a mad. And I'm telling you, that's exactly what's going on through my head in this panic mode. I realized without even thinking, I was running. Now, one, I don't run very often, and two, <laughs> Running is the worst thing you can do, I now know, from a bear. But my fight or flight took over and I did exactly the wrong thing. We don't want you to go into fight or flight. We don't want what happens in the next six months to be your bear. We want you to have thought through a process. So even though it may be extremely disconcerting what's happening, but you have a way of working through a process so that step by step, you know what to do. And that's one of the things that we're doing. And and also that it's not this overwhelming, oh my God, all these things could happen, what am I gonna do? But that we want you to use this tool to figure out what's most likely. So Jordan, do you wanna start going through the tool?
1: Yeah, no problem. So when we're scoring you, this this scoring tool, we're starting the probability. You mentioned that a few minutes ago, Diane. What's the likelihood that, a single factor or a number of factors could raise the probability of a crisis or an issue impacting your business or your brand. The one thing you have to do when you do this um, is step back. You really have to take a step back and try to, as best as you can to look at it from a neutral position, because we've all done really wonderful things. I mean, if you, if you are in the C suite of a company, gosh darn it, you, you deserve to be there. You worked hard to get to that spot but you can't necessarily let maybe your, um, your past successes cloud your judgment for what may happen in the future. I think the things that you really should be putting first and foremost when you're trying to break down uh, what could happen are trends and assumptions. So let's talk about trends and this can be with anything. This could be economic trends, trends of the pandemic, the um, uh, oil and gas, Trends, as you alluded to earlier, um, so try to focus it into what your company does and look at some of those trends, uh, and and you know work to come up with a, a probability factor that may impact your your uh, brand or your business.
0: Can I can I jump in here and give an yes. example? So um, we're starting a trend right now. Uh, most of us are taking a hit to our bottom line. That's or we're going to break even, but there's. There are those companies that are going to do super well in this, but I would say the majority are not, right? So this year, let's say you have a loss of 1%, not too much to worry about. Let's say it's even 5%, not too much to worry about. But let's say you don't think that the economy is going to come back. So then you add another one5 2% next year that you're down. Again, it's not that bad. But on your third year, still we've had other things that have happened and and we're down two and a half percent that year. Again, not real bad. But when you start adding that up over five years, you're looking at 10 percent of your business. So when you're looking at economic factors, looking out a couple years is pretty important to see where is this going and what do I need to do to stop this now? What what am I going to do what steps am I going to take to handle this? So that's where you have to start thinking about trends. Trends are very interesting because they can start small, but they start adding up. And then you start looking at a longer time frame, and that's where you have a problem. So that's one thing to consider with whatever crisis that you're looking at.
1: Yeah, if, if you're a business owner or you're a CEO or a CFO or a COO, you're seeing these numbers and you have to look at the data. It's This is probably, you know, A lot of the brand protection tool or a portion of the brand protection tool is coming up, you know, with assumptions, what may, what could, um, what will happen. This is data. This is math. And you can't ignore those numbers, especially when you're talking about an economic driver that may be really important to your company.
0: Absolutely. And on your basic assumptions, my guess is yours, like my basic assumptions, January 1st are completely different today than they were on (laughs) January 1st. And they could be completely different in October or November or December. That's when you have to think about how did those assumptions impact your decisions on which crises were more likely to happen. The other thing I wanna say to you about this is there's a difference between crises and issues. Jordan, you wanna talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. So we have this great analogy we like to use um, at MNC and where we say it's a headache versus a heart attack. If you have an issue, you have a headache, you take a Tylenol and, you know, it goes away. If you're having a heart attack, that's a crisis. And you call 911 and you get medical assistance. So as you're thinking through these things, um, you know, what would be considered a headache for your business, your brand? If somebody's, you know, customer complains about your business or brand, that's probably for now a headache. That could be a heart attack later on if, if it goes unchecked um, or if you have an active shooter, that's a heart attack because people actually, are getting hurt. You're calling nine one one. So I think that's a great way to look at it as you're making through this list and, and thinking through some of the things that uh, may be impactful for you. The
0: other thing I think is when you have what you think is a crisis, I cannot tell you the number of times I've had clients call us and they are in full crisis mode. And then they tell us what the situation is and it's much more of an issue. There is a huge difference between a crisis and an issue, but when you're in it, you may not see that. It may feel like the end of the world to you and what's going to happen and how's this going to impact the brand and am I ever going to get through this? Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Having that third party that you can call who's outside, who's looking at it from, especially when we're talking about brand and we're talking about public perception, who's looking at it from a different point of view, almost a different set of glasses, right? Mm -hmm. Lots of times it's not a crisis. It's an issue. It's something that, Can deal with, and especially we all tend to catastrophize when we're in something. It's one of the things that I've really worked on is looking first at what exactly right now is the problem and what can I do. I absolutely want to look forward and say, if this happened, this could make it worse. If this happened, this could make it worse. If this happened, this could make it worse. But in doing that, I now have three things that I might be able to attack in a different way, to prepare for in a different way so that I can mitigate what that is. So I wanna always talk to somebody who I trust implicitly about what's going on to see if they see the crisis the same way it feels for me. Because nine times out of 10, it's an issue. It's an issue that if you deal with it right away, and you have plans for all the other things that could take it into crisis, it don't happen because you dealt with it right away. So Jordan, let's talk a little bit about what we do on social media when there is a, a very public issue, something very bad happens on social media. Do you wanna talk a little bit about what we, what we focus on in our process?
1: Yeah, definitely. We can start with that because we have you know, worked with clients on this recently. Um, obviously we can't name the client, but um, you know, one of the things that we do is we're trying to come up with and monitor um, what are the potential threats out there um, as you're looking at these social media messages. Um, Is it a, are, are the things being talked about? Are they violent? Um, Are they, are they true or not? That's a pretty big deal. Um, Are they things that need to be addressed with a statement or will a statement further the provocation of what's happening? Because sometimes the best thing you can do is have a response ready, but you don't always have to put it out there because sometimes that can make it worse.
0: And many times you've already built your community, which is what we talked about in last Mm -hmm. week's um, Facebook Live. Many times your community will come on and support you because they know you and whoever it is that's making the whatever claim it is, um, they don't know you probably, or they've had one experience with you, but they don't have that back and forth. The other thing you can do is you want to see who it is. We do a little bit of research on who's, who is attacking our client at any time. Jordan, Mm -hmm. you want to talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so we use some uh, digitally monitor, uh, digital monitoring tools. Easy for me to say five times fast. Uh, so we can look and see what the cadence of their message is. Uh, and oftentimes it will reveal a pattern. Are they a troll or are they legitimate? And a lot of times they're just trolls because that's what people do in 2020 when they're stuck in their house um, on quarantine. And you know those trolls, you can just hit the band hammer they're gone, <laughs> they disappear. Sometimes they come back and, and you do the same thing. Um, other times you don't have to worry about them. But if it's, I think it's something to, to be said to be thinking about if somebody, if a troll does bring something up and it starts to kind of though pick up steam within your regular followers, that's now moving from a headache, an issue potentially into a crisis that then should be addressed.
0: Right. We had a situation recently where there was a picture taken. Um, It was a very, um, it's very interesting how it was taken. The person who it was taken with didn't realize all the implications of the picture. The picture went out. And what we did was, first off, we were very honest and forthright about this is what happened. Mm -hmm. And then there was the person who was in the picture who was horrified at the way the picture was presented, um, also wrote something that was heartfelt, that we really worked on, um, and it went out fairly quickly. So if you have something that that, that happens that's being taken the wrong way, you want to respond pretty quickly, but you want to respond in a measured response. So you can do a short response um while you're working on whatever that bigger thing is and then you're looking whatever that bigger um uh, communication message is and then you're looking for places that people can poke holes in that so that's really really important um if if it's something that's completely wrong factually wrong get Mm -hmm. on there right away and and uh, get in there and fix it um and you can know what you're getting either um with a a, uh, google alert you can set your google alerts so you know Mm -hmm. Um, I have Facebook alerts so I know if somebody comments on any of the Facebook pages and we monitor about, I don't know, 10 pages at this point. Um, But if anything is put on there, I know what it is and I can look at it. Um, So you're responding. But if it's something that's very serious and and if it's something that's out of the ordinary, I'm also gonna look and see how many followers does this person have? Does this person do this all the time? Is it a person who has an ax to grind? Then you're going to work through what you're going to do with that. So, and then of course, if you're hacked, you need to have a protocol for being hacked and how you're going to respond to that. Um, and and heaven forbid that if your website is taken hostage, you need to know what you're going to do with that. So
1: and all these things
0: are things to think about. Go ahead, John. please
1: don't have your your password be like one two three four.
0: Please yes that's, exactly.
1: That's probably the easiest way you can uh, avoid that from happening. But you have to think about where we are in 2020. We have, you know, so much happening socially that it's really important to be mindful of some of those um, things that may go out on social media that may have an, a negative impact on your brand. And sometimes it's, you know, just thinking twice before you click post on that social media, because we talk about this all the time, Diane. On social media in particular, it lives for, you know, a few seconds, a few minutes. But if somebody takes a screenshot of something that you probably shouldn't have posted. It lives forever. Absolutely. All the hard work that you put into your business can just be gone in a flash.
0: The other thing is I don't want you, if it's on social,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: who has the most influence on social of anybody? Traditional media. So what I would suggest is you need to think about how you incorporate traditional media into any situation. Um, And many times, especially if, there's, if you've been wronged somehow, somebody's really attacking you, you can find that traditional media can be your friend and it doesn't have to be the biggest outlets. It can be your community newspaper that can have the most impact. So really look, so if you have something negative and you have a bunch, let's say we had a situation, the situation I was talking about, there were probably 35 comments on there, but it was five people having this conversation with the 35 mm-hmm. comments. Um, and so we really, when we thought about who else, where else are they looking for information? They're looking to their community newspaper and their community newspaper then became part of the story but none of the larger local media was ever part of the story. So you really wanna respond in this very smart way to the people that you wanna to respond to, so that are, that are commenting. So now we wanna talk about the exercise that you're gonna go through where you're going to score your crises. So let's, let's recap for a minute. You've brainstormed, you've come up with your crises and you've, you've thought about and you've built, your, your team is all working on that, right? And then you're going to um, come up with your topics that you're going to score. And now we're going to score it. So Jordan, do you want to talk a little bit about the scorecard?
1: Yeah, no kid. This uh, scorecard, it's, don't overthink it, Okay. We we break it down into uh, three little buckets. We call them um, timing, overall impact, and the action potential. So timing is really important because it's what is the likelihood that this crisis is going to happen over the course of the next year. And in 2020, let me tell you, it's <laughs> it, it's if it hasn't happened yet, the problem. You know, I think we just add plus 10 percentage points to every possible. <laughs> crisis just because of what year we are in, That's true. you know, what's the likelihood that that's going to happen? So, um, taking a step back and looking at the economic, you know, um, downturn, if you were down a percent and a half and the data tells you, um, okay, 2020, you're probably going to be down two and a half percent. Well, what's to say that that doesn't necessarily double to next year to 5%. That you're kind of getting into, okay, my wallet's starting to get a little, little tighter and maybe something that needs to be addressed. So I, I think that it's a pretty good example. Um, what do you think, Diane?
0: I think so, too. You know, um, interesting. Um, one of our offices, my office, is in the middle of a forest on the side of a mountain. Um, one of my things that I have brainstormed all the way through is what if there's a fire? We happen to be in an area that is raided. Um, as the, the number one potential area for fire in the country, which I'm sure for all of you, if, you, if, you, if your, your home office was in that type of an area, boy, that's something to think about. What if you live in a hurricane area? Okay. What kind of a hurricane season is going to be? Um, and so for me right now, the likelihood of that crisis happening within the next three months, actually in the next probably five months, is pretty high. Um, So what am I gonna do? Am I going to lose sleep over that? I'm gonna rate that um, on a scale of one to 10, that's gonna be a 10, okay? That's gonna absolutely be a 10 because the likelihood that that crisis would happen is a 10. Now, right now it's an issue because right now it hasn't happened. And right now I can put defensible space around my house. Right now I can go and clean the forest that's around my house so that the firefighters have a better chance. I can think about what I need to do with my deck, and I can make a five minute, a 30 minute and a one hour plan, which I've done. So when people are here and especially if people are staying at the house or whatever, I go through that plan with them. You may think, my gosh,
1: it's got to scare the hell out of people that
0: come to your house. No, it gives them peace of mind. Do you know why? Because I've thought about it. And it's one of my top three crises that I consider in this time of the year. It will not be one of my top three crises in October because it will have already probably snowed at the end of September, (laughs) but by October we will have snow. So my crises list will change at that point. But for right now, when I'm scoring on timing, My score for this is extremely high. And will that impact my business? You bet it will. I'm going to have to relocate everything. But what have I done? Everything on my business is in the cloud. So that if the house burns to the ground, I can still work. Maybe not mentally, but I can still work. (laughs) Um, Your disaster,
1: Diane, you'd be fine. (laughs) I
0: don't know about that. But it's one of the things that you want to think about. And it gives you permission Mm -hmm. to relax a little bit. So that's one thing. Um, timing in the next six months, do you think that COVID is going to impact us more or less in the next six months? Are your kids going to go back to school or not? Or are you going to send them back to school or not? Um, in the next six months, you know, I would say um, for companies that are bigger and they have a leadership team, um, mm-hmm. if they were on a plane and the plane went down, what's the likelihood of that happening? extremely low in the next six months probably because we're all traveling so much less so you know the whole Diane succession is... plan and all of that right
1: right um, and i'm just right. saying it's not that you're dark here this is something we think about at m and c too especially as we're handling we do a lot with um production as well um and and that's something we plan for if we've got a big project going you bet we've got three copies of it just right. in Definitely. case something happens to two of us
0: Absolutely. It's, it's really, really important. Um, uh, there are, so timing is huge of what could happen. And I like, I like the year, but I also like six months because even in six months, as we know, things can change dramatically. So to go through this exercise of timing and rate those, and right there, you're going to knock out probably 75% to 80% of the things that you brainstormed. That doesn't mean that you didn't just think about them, though. And that's key because once they're in your head, it's like, oh, maybe I should think through this scenario. What would I do in this scenario? How would this work? Um, You know, What else is going on out there? What if you have a business and a protest goes by? Right now, there's a business and the protest goes by. What's the likelihood that your business is gonna be vandalized? Depends on where you are. Is that a five? Is that an eight? Is that a 10? Is it a one? So think about these things. That's where, so that's how you're going to, and and timing the protests, are they gonna continue for the in the foreseeable future? Probably. Are most of them now peaceful? So it goes down a lot, maybe, but that's what you wanna think about. What would you do in that scenario? So the next thing is overall impact. Do you wanna talk about that?
1: Yeah, I was gonna say that is such a good point to be thinking about what may impact you Uh, in your business may not impact the business around the corner. Um, That's a fascinating look at that. So third thing we look at is action potential. Oh, wait, we
0: didn't really, let's go more over overall impact first, because more impact timing. Yeah. Okay.
1: So how high is the overall impact potential on your company with this scenario? I want to go back to your example, Diane, with your home office. You've got everything backed up into the cloud. So while it would be, you know, horrible for something to happen to your home, uh, the business would be okay. Exactly. So the, the timing, 10, business, maybe a two, three for inconveniences. And you're
0: remember, saying. your assumptions are going to change. So on overall impact, mm-hmm. if you're a CBD company um, and uh, you're thinking about COVID, well, you're thinking about a pandemic, um, which wasn't on any list that I've ever done. Until now, it's on every list that I'm doing, but mm-hmm. at, the, at that point, but if you were thinking about business interruption because everybody was shut down you would never I'm guessing I mean it was a total shock that CBD um, and marijuana businesses were going to be deemed essential so guess what that changes what you did six months ago that changes how you look at everything that's one of those assumptions that can change everything so you really want to think about this overall impact on your business and you're going to rate that again one to ten if the, when you're going through those, and, and I would say once you have timing, knock out as many of the brainstorm things as you, as you can, and then start focusing in on overall impact. What should you worry about? Maybe you still have 10 or 15 things, but if you do something, um, if, if something happens, what's the impact on your business? And again, like I have done, I have a go box with everything I need in it that from, a, from a paper standpoint. Uh, all my keys all my account numbers everything is in one box and then I know exactly where it is um, my rest of my business is in the cloud so if that fire happens heaven forbid I'm okay there the business can keep going and I'm still my my, my clients will be taken care of um, so I can kind of bring that down a little bit on my list of crises and then I want to think about how much impact and this is your number three thing you're going mm-hmm. to use how much impact will advanced planning have on mitigating the negative impact or providing for a positive outcome? So in other words, if you think now, which is what I've done basically with the fire, I've thought through what I could do to reduce that impact. So if I plan today, now, one thing I haven't done, which I was just thinking about last night is I need to go videotape every room. I want to do it after they clean my house because it looks. (laughs) But anyway, never seems to work out. But it doesn't matter. Before, um, before the end of the weekend, I will have videotaped every room for insurance purposes, um, in case something were to happen. That again gives me more peace of mind. But that action potential means that I'm actually going to give this a higher score because here's something else I can do in a plan that will give me a much more positive uh, outcome if. I take some action now. There will be some of the things that, if, um, that you think, God, even if I plan for this, it's not even gonna help that much. If that's true, give it a very low score because there's no reason for you to waste your time on it. We right. want you to really focus on where you can make an impact now. So what's the likelihood that it's going to happen? Timing, what's the likelihood it's gonna happen in the next six months to a year? What is the overall impact? Score of one to 10 on my business. Negative impact, obviously. And what is the action potential? That's number three. So if I take action now, what's my potential for a better outcome? And that's how you begin to focus in on what you should be preparing for now. That helps you tremendously and really makes it much more manageable. And believe me, these if you know these things, you 're going to sleep better at night I do not worry about the fire I have a plan I don't want it to happen but I plan for the worst and I hope for the best
1: especially if plan it's your for job. the worst right
0: yeah, yeah. It
1: if it's your job to plan for this stuff boy I can't imagine you know without going through this tool or you know something similar and having a game plan and a go bag you know to yep. use use for every scenario or every probable scenario or the highest probable scenarios, I'd be tossing and turning. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. You know, how,
1: how do you organize your thoughts? You know, How do you go through all of these things and, and come up with your game plan? That's that's what we're you know talking about today.
0: And I will say we're very big on go bags. Um, MNC has a crisis plan for MNC if one of our clients has a crisis. We have a generator. generator, we have a tent, we have microphones, you already know where we would set up for the media and with every client. Um, But we have, we have a camera, we have lights. um, We have all and I actually have a generator that I can put on on, uh, literally on my shoulder. It's 20 pounds. Um, All these things are preparing so that if we have to go, I can tell you for the fire scenario, I have a plan for my animals. We have crates. We have a ramp to get the dog into the car because we know the dog's gonna be completely freaked out. And so we got to get him into the car. Um, what are we gonna do with the cat? We have a plan for how we keep the door shut. So there's fewer places for her to hide during this season, every door is shut in my house. Um, so that if, because we know our, our energy, our stress level is gonna be higher if this happens and we have to go, especially if we got that five minute call, um, even if we got the hour call, we're going to have that feeling of oh my god oh my god oh my god and what does that do it translates to your animals so i have a plan for the cat because i read that one of the one of the main situations people get in terrible it, it, their situation gets so much worse it's because i can't find their cats because what do the cats do when they feel stressed in the house they hide so what do you do now to prepare that's one of those action potentials that makes so much sense um, so that I can mitigate the negative outcomes and ha- possibly have a better ac- outcome as much as you have it there. So the last thing we want to talk about are the five most important things to remember during a challenging issue or crisis situation when it comes into dealing with the media. Jordan, you want to go through those?
1: We, we could spend all afternoon on, uh, <laughs> <laughs> on that first bullet point, because as you know, at MNC, we're all, you know, all journalists. Um, so we, we know exactly kind of what's going through their minds. Um, and it's, it's good to know um, what they are thinking. And if you have somebody in your business, in your C-suite, who is media trained, uh, that, that should be first and foremost if a crisis hits. And it's going to be something that involves local media, because that is an opportunity for you, your spokesperson um, to make some headway and refill the trust bucket after something, you know, some has been lost and it inevitably will be lost during a crisis.
0: And if possible, you need to have two people because when the crisis happens, it always seems the person that you need is not there. Mm. You know, um, when Columbine happened, uh, my, both my helicopter pilot and my satellite truck engineer, one had, had a death in the family and the other one was getting married. Um, Of course, we knew about the getting married for the helicopter pilot, so we had a a helicopter pilot who was filling in for him, but he had never done any news or anything of that nature. It worked out okay, but for the satellite truck engineer, the the guy who was our expert lost his grandmother, and it was hellacious um, trying to get coverage that we needed to get during that horrific time uh, because... We had to use the people who um, had some knowledge of it, but certainly weren't—they weren't the expert. For you and your brand, your expert has to be media trained, and you need to have a number two who can speak. And sometimes that could be a person from the PR company, if you have a PR company who can step in if hey. that had to happen. <laughs> but it could be the police department, um, the chief of police um, a situation. If you have a—if you have that type of situation that you can pull. Somebody in, or you know, sometimes it's not always great to have your CEO out there first. Sometimes you want to see how this is going to go, and you want to show people that if you understand the seriousness of something, so you put out a public information officer, or and that's a title, but someone who is a spokesperson first, so that if it goes worse, if the situation gets worse, that you can bump it up to the CEO and everybody sees that you're taking it very seriously because now the CEO is coming in. So sometimes it's great to have two because it gives you some leverage on what you're doing and what the perception is of how you are handling a crisis or an issue Um, and that you're taking it even more seriously when that top person comes out so you don't burn the top person in the beginning of it when you're just giving facts and you're gathering and doing all the stuff that's going on so that's something to think about let's go to number two
1: yeah so diane if you know heaven forbid a crisis happens what's probably the number one thing you don't want to do
0: yes you don't want to have a press conference unless you absolutely have
1: to yes it is and a. Uh, why is uh, that,
0: Jordan? Explain it, what happens in a press conference.
1: Uh, it, it's like a like a Discovery Channel special Shark Week feeding frenzy. Everyone is just everywhere, scrapping and clung, Trying not literally, but figuratively speaking, trying to get their question answered by you. And a lot of times, what you'll find is the same question is going to be answered in multiple different ways as these reporters are trying to get that information out of you that you may um, not be authorized to release, or you may just not, not know. Have. Right. You not just have. may not know. And right. you never want to be caught in that situation. So can the me? best thing you can do, go ahead. I'm
0: sorry. No, go
1: ahead. that's fine. Find out what they want. If you can have a, if you have a reporter inquiry, find out what they want. Um, get off the phone, get off social media, come up with your plan. Say, I'll get back to you in 10 minutes. I'll get back to you in no, long, no later than 15 minutes. You will hear from me. And then you get back to them you know, with uh, information that's relevant to whatever they're trying to figure out from you. If it's crisis, hopefully you've got a plan in your back pocket so you can give them something to at least um, give them something to chew on while you're working behind the scenes.
0: So, remember the reporters, this is not personal about you. Mm -hmm. You have to remember that more than anything. This is not personal to you when you have a crisis or an issue, at least in the beginning. That's one. Two is in a press release situation, in a a press conference situation, and I have been on the other side asking the questions, um, the basic questions get asked pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes what's the best question I can ask? How can I glean a little bit more out of this? And also remember, um, as a reporter, your bosses are watching to see how you how you um, are out there working and and what kind of, how creative you're being and, and are you getting to the meat of it and are you getting what you need. You will hear this. They start listening to each other and thinking, "What else can I ask?
1: Mm-hmm. What else
0: can I ask? Where would that go? What about this?" And then the next thing you get into are hypotheticals, and which is in. You just want to answer hypotheticals, and that's a whole other um, blog. But the but the reality is that's that's a bad situation. You're going down a a bad road at that point. So um, if you don't have to do a press conference, don't Uh, call back the reporters as quickly as possible. So when you answer, if you pick up the phone and you've got somebody saying, "I just heard this happened at uh, at your store, and I want to know what you're going to do about it," um, the answer is tell me more about what you heard and um, tell me what your deadline is and tell me what you're thinking about where you wanna go with the story. Uh, What exactly do you wanna know? Okay, great, I'm gonna get back to you in 15 minutes. And even if you don't have the answers, you get back in 15 minutes. Jordan, why does that matter for you to call them back even and say, I'm still working on it?
1: Because as a reporter, if I don't have, if my deadline is coming up, I need to turn this story as quickly as I can. And if I'm not hearing back from you, who's the official in the company, I'm going to go start talking to your customers. I'm going to go start asking questions on social media. Um, I'm going to find any avenue I can to do this story in a way that I see as ethical, but I don't need you to tell that story. It'd be nice to have your side, but if if I'm doing this um, as a reporter, there are other avenues to pursue it. And you and know, I'm
0: on a deadline. My bosses exactly. are waiting for me to turn this story, so I have to turn it one way or the other, either with you or without you. Exactly. So you are getting back to them to say I'm working on this. Give me 15 more minutes. I'm going to have the answers that I can have for you. And that's that's realistic. Um, and that's really important. You need to have one set of message points. For each one of these crises,
1: Number three. Um, what
0: we do is you, you start with compassion, because usually it's something that's yucky. So you want to start with compassion, um, where you say, this situation, we, we are terribly upset over this situation, or this came out of the blue and we're really working. Um, but you want to have that, an, an overall set of message points. And the nice thing is, if you do a set of message points for three situations, you're going to see that message points kind of go in a very, um, it's almost a template of what you're going to say and how you're going to say it. And once you get that down in your head, no matter what the crisis is, you kind of know where to go, to give them the information that they need, but also then to say at the end that I apologize we have a big storm going through here, and I don't know if you can hear the thunder, buddy.
1: Wow, that was wow! <laughs> that, that was right over your head. Oh my god, it's
0: coming. Um, but but you want to make sure that, um, your you as a business owner, your person who is going to be dealing with the media, have gone through several scenarios where you've actually thought about message points. Remember the bear, I had never thought about the bear, <laughs> but in 9 11. I was, um, I was not right at, later I was right there, but in the beginning I was not right there. I had never thought about those towers coming down. I had, because I worked at NBC in New York, thought about a plane going into the towers. They were the tallest buildings in the country. A plane smashing into the towers is a likely scenario. So that was there. We had also thought about terrorist attacks because the towers had already been attacked by terrorists. Yeah. So those two things helped me so that when the towers came down, I remember that, oh my gosh, moment. How could this happen? Where you, it's just like the, the wind is sucked out of you. Right? Same feeling Oklahoma City with the Oklahoma City bombing. And, and that was my first bombing of that nature. I'd never done that before. And, and Columbine. I mean, it's that feeling when all of a sudden, literally the breath is pulled from you and you kind of sit back and then you have to sit up and then you have to say, I know what steps I have to take. And what we see more often is this, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know where, I don't know what. This is what brand protection gives you. It gives you courage the strength and the steps just sit back up and say okay i no matter how bad this is we're going to work through it because the option is not working through it and i can tell you when you don't work through it it just gets worse and you spiral you start to spiral and you're the leader in your company people are watching you they're watching you so closely And so it is important for them to see that, yes, absolutely, emotionally, this has impacted you, but you know what to do, and you're going to move forward, and you're going to be all right, because you're going to make it through to the other side, and that's what this is about, and that's where the peace of mind comes through. If the storm that's going over right now, the lightning bolt hits next to my house, and the fire starts, I know what I'm going to do. I am going to absolutely be devastated, but I know how I'm going to protect my family, and I'm going to protect my animals and I'm going to protect myself and I'm going to protect my business. That's the key of brand protection. So one last thing we want to do real quick is to talk about bridging and flagging. Jordan, let's talk about that because these are two key tips that can get you through just about any interview in a crisis.
1: Yeah. And, you know, the following up on your message points, if you know your message points and you know you're going to be sticking to your message points, it's going to make bridging and flagging in any interview situation so much easier for you. So when you're talking about bridging, for example, you're trying to bring the conversation over to something that you're really familiar with. Um, A good example for that may be something, uh, let's just say this, quote, something that I think is really important for your viewers to know is X, Y, Z. As you're looking at flaggings, we're getting a little bit uh, closer to the end of time here, but as you're looking at flagging, you're looking for those areas where you can say uh, to, you know, the person who's talking to you, you're looking at those spots in those moments that you can jump in and direct the conversation. Um, you you're, you know, if you're bridging away from a tough question, you're not necessarily not answering that person's question, but you're saying, hey, you know, I understand that. You're acknowledging the question, but you're saying, let me lead you down this path. I think that both of those things are really important, as you know, you're in a crisis scenario, and especially as you're getting different questions asked that are essentially the same question for four, five, six different people, that you can navigate that conversation so that goes away. Uh, that you need it to go, and you're sticking to those message points.
0: Remember, you can always say something emerging like, I know a lot of people wanna know the answer to that right. question because, and I always remember in a crisis, they, the media wants to know why it happened, what you did before it mm-hmm. happened, how did you try to prepare, exactly. prepare so it wouldn't happen, um, and what you're gonna do. That's what they know. And reality is nine times out of 10, we have no idea in a crisis. Mm-hmm. So you say, absolutely, those are such important questions. This is what I do know. Boom, 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 boom. Right. That gets you out, so you have a knowledge, and at the end you can say, and we're gonna we're gonna go back and try and answer as many of those other questions as you possibly can. That's the always the end. So that bridges you. If somebody says something to you that's crazy, dumb, weird, completely untrue, don't use. You have to use your listening face. Don't show <laughs> it and say, you know, I've heard a lot of people say that, but this is what's really going on, and then go into. What, the, what it is that's happening. You have right. to be authentic. You have to be as transparent as possible. We get all that. Um, and that's always important. But that's how you bridge over to what you can say. And then with flagging, especially if they're listen on, listening on the radio or they're in another part of the house and they're listening to the newscast, um, what your viewers or what your listeners or what your re- readers really need to know is, my ears are automatically going to pick up as a listener, viewer, or, or reader, it's going to give me, I'm, I'm supposed to listen to this. It's just automatic within your brain when you hear something like that, that you want to pay attention. So we hope today we've given you some help when you think about brand protection. The most important thing is that you think about it. That's key. If you think about it, don't be me and the bear. What you want to do is you want to move the stairs in any situation, find that opportunity that's presented to you, no matter how bad the situation is and make the most of it, that's moving the stairs. So move the stairs, but beware of the bear. Thanks so much.